WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate series to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episodes. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommonplace. Ah uh, yes, the podcast pop-up episode that meant a lot. This episode, uh, hey guys, uh, in 2021, it was probably um, the best collective uh, in podcasting at that time. Um, huge disclaimers that uh, some people have uh, drifted away and went apart, but that's, that's part of the podcast business. Things happen, things change. And over a year, you can see the growth um, in some of these podcasters. And some of these podcasters, uh, like you, you can, like, if you really go over to see what they got going on right now, you would be amazed what a difference in a year has done to podcasting for these individuals. So uh, that's one thing that I always wanted to try to tap into with these uh, podcast pop-ups. Um, not necessarily worried about who's getting showcased or what's getting showcased, but a collective of people getting together, making an amazing episode, and seeing how um, it holds up against the test of time in podcasting. And uh, you guys will let me know how this works out. What's up, everybody? This is Jay Christian from the Cognac Room. I'm sitting here with some heavy hitters in the game right now. We have Mr. Jay Sparrow from WV Uncommonplace. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? What's going on with West Virginia all day? Not too much, not too much. We got my man DeWine Jay from Grown Man Logic. How are you, brother? Love and life. Let's bring some accountability and critical thinking tonight. Okay, okay. We got Big Smash from Bet the House. What's happening? Hey, man. Y'all already know what it is and what it's always going to be. And we got another brother in here, man. This brother is funny. This brother's intelligent. If you haven't checked him out already, please go check him out. My man Ken from Ken Fluence. What's going on, brother? What's up, man? Hey, North Carolina in the building, bro. Y'all already know what Absolutely. it is. King influence, king of consistency between beginning and end, does again and again. Y'all already know what it is. Sweet. So, from what I understand, tonight's topic is <laughs> um, it is a uh, success and significance. Like we need to discuss the differences, which is most valuable to who, to whom, and we all may have different opinions on that but we're gonna get into it we're gonna see what the consensus is so i'd like to start with my man jay sparrow if he wants to all right de- definitely definitely i want to give a quick shout out to uh, all the podcasters in the midwest midwest has not been the major focus in podcasting i'm gonna bring y'all guys back and i'm gonna bring you up uh march 15th when we launch in twitch we will be in saint paul minnesota so I do want to get that out there real quick. So all y'all Minnesota podcasters that know me, um, I'm going to give you that flex. Now, we're talking about success here. Success is something that's the ladder we was taught. Significance is the, the after product to me of success. Uh, 
once I get success, I'm going to be significant to the people that like my success. So to me personally, I would rather have the success and not worry about the significance because if you see the success, significance is going to have opinion and not a lot of fact in it. So it kind of turns me not to worry that much about significance as long as I'm successful and we're going to have some folly and I'm going to fall off and there ain't going to be much success sometimes. But significance is something that to me, like it, it can drag you. Like an example is I could be significant to these podcasters on the East coast, but on the West coast, they just like the success. They don't like to see all the extraness that goes along inside that success. They like that linear straight success that they can see. They don't want to know about the highs and lows inside that success. That's my take. All right. <laughs> I got you. You make some good points there, man. The one. Wait. Uh wait, I I got I got a question. Yeah. I got a question. Uh I think that you could I don't I don't think that you could have one without the other. Woo. Um hmm. because because there's there's always somebody looking up to you, right? So when, when you become successful, you're significant to somebody automatically because you've reached the level that that person's trying to reach. So yeah. there's no, there's, uh, to me, they go, they kind of go hand in hand. Now, I think the real debate between success and significance comes in between um, which would you rather have? Like what, what means more to you, right? Because you have to have both. You can't be mm -hmm. significant if you've never been successful and success brings with it significance. Right, and that's why we'll forever no, have the. the I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. No, because because with success, with if if you're significant, if you're if somebody if you're even significant to five people, mm -hmm. don't to to your success is not my success. So I feel like if I'm if I'm being heard on the regular by five people i feel like that's success enough for me see when you when you go out you don't necessarily have the same goals as everybody else to be successful dewan you might be doing this game this podcast game to get rich me i might just be doing this just because i want to be heard jay mm -hmm. might be doing this because he heard this how this how he get the female listenership we all have mm -hmm. different goals and different measurements for success but i think you can, like you said, Dewan, you can have both. You can. It just depends on your measure of what's successful to you. You know, what, 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 what was your I think, goal? I, I think the, you, misunderstand my, you misunderstand my point, though. Like, okay. real, real quick. Sorry, sorry Ken. Um, right. My point is, so, like, wh whatever your definition of success is, right, that's going to bring a level of significance. Right. So even if even if you develop five listeners, right, to me, I'm like, yo, that ain't shit. Right. But to you, right. you doing the podcast game because you love it. You successfully launched a platform. That's five people hearing you that didn't weren't hearing you before. Yep. And that and you're significant to those five people. That's why I say like any level of success by you brings along with it significance. That, that's, that was my point. Like, I'm not, gotcha. I'm not like trying to Ugh. set the metrics for success there. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Gotcha. I am. Gotcha. That, that's, that's my shit. To me, everything is metric, right? So that's completely what I bring to everything. So to me, significance is the dependent variable on success. So Thank as you. I agree. you grow in success, you become more significant. So you think of the old formula back in the day, slope, Y equals MX plus B. Your Y 
that's your success as your as you increase x that being your um your relevance it goes up together it correlates together so you can't really but it, i see what y'all are saying you can't have one without the other but uh some significance come but out how of- how who 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 became the judge on what's on what's successful for me though so you. success is relative. Success gotcha. is right. It, it's based on your perception. To me, I'm su- I'm a success when I'm doing something that I love and I would do for free. That I'm successful anyway because I'm making a living doing something that I love. It doesn't mean Facts. that I'm like the best at it. Doesn't mean that I make the most money. But when I have when I have an influence and an effect on others, that's success to me, right? But Facts. what what I will say is this though. Another way to look at it is sometimes. And correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree. Sometimes relevance or like that comes first. You understand what I'm saying? Significance comes before success sometimes. Sometimes you're successful because you're significant. All right, let, let me give y'all a little bit. Off of each other. As you, you know become I mean? more successful, you more relevant. As you become more wait, relevant, wait, you become wait. more successful. And you climb. All right, let me, let me give you a little take on this real quick. All right, so significance is usually something that's noteworthy it's something that's worthy of attention your success propels does success no matter if it's on like we're not gonna put a measurement on we're gonna just say success success doesn't warrant or need the attention when you're when you're trying to be significant or have any part of that that's you looking for attention and trying to be noteworthy but your success is like in a great example and i'm gonna use smash real quick Smash be killing it. He out here, he doing his thing. Much respect to what he does. And he doesn't, I mean, sometimes he a little braggadocious, I ain't gonna lie. But the thing Don't is, have- is that, yes, are we gonna say all the time? <laughs> but listen, but, here, but, here, but here's my thing. He doesn't strive to be significant to anyone. He, he rides on a success of what he does, his platform, and he just does that. So that's my prime example of, he's not here looking for significance to be noteworthy or looking for that attention. He does attention grabbing things, but mm-hmm. he's out here looking for the success. He's looking yeah. for the, the measure of the man in one of his podcasts. Uh, he's looking mm-hmm. for that type of success. He's trying to measure that man to be successful. Okay. Now, so what, what that, oh, I'm sorry, Jay, go ahead. Nah, I, so let's, let's define significance real quick. Like, okay, let's define that real quick. C- can I give you all that? Please. It is, uh, it, it is sufficiently great or important to be worthy of attention, noteworthy, having a particular meaning or indicative of something. Does that help out? Okay. So I always say like level of importance or relevancy, right? So or just relevancy. Down for everybody, level of importance or relevancy at right. a time. So I feel like, like for example, I, I let's use grown man logic here. Like I've I've listened to some of his stuff, right? Didn't know who he was. Didn't know how many followers he had, any of that. I heard something that made sense to me. It made him significant and relevant. And so then I was willing to follow his platform. Exactly. Yeah. You okay. see what I'm saying? Which Got you. eventually turns into success when you have a million motherfuckers doing it. You know what I mean? Right. But right. I think we get into the philosophy of when we say success. Are we talking about individual success? Or are we talking about like group success? Are we talking about well, like to the world? Are you a successful? Well, here's person? the thing. Here's the you thing have with to. that. Like, 
individually and group success bring significance. Like right now, you can consider this group success because everybody on here is successful and significant in their own way and they're coming together. So I think I think it can be group or or solo. It doesn't necessarily have to be in a box. Because if I'm well, on I mean, your show, if you're on my show and I'm on your show and we on his show and we on his show, then you know, you're bringing awareness and significance to what each other is doing cuz none of our shows are the same. Right. You know? Let me let me give an example real quick and I'll go with Smash again. Smash, the one Mr. Christian Lee ain't got a show out yet. Um Kenfluence. Anytime these dudes is on my show, it's a whole new wave of people than my standard Thursday crowd that jumps out there. It brings a higher level of success. I lose that success when I don't conform to the ways of bringing these guys back in and, and doing more entertainment. So I will definitely agree with the the, the point of uh, it's a significance. It's an attention worthy drop when these guys come through, do a podcast, collide, do a uh, um, whatever. Yeah. That's noteworthy. That's that's major attention. Um, does it bring success on both ends? On my end, definitely. On their end, to a degree, uh, certain people. So I could see like how y'all are putting a parallel or putting them both together, um, tying in each other. But the, the thing that I, that I say like with, with the significant part is, is this: when we go out here, we strive for success. I don't strive to make a product that's uh, attention grabbing or even that truly that net worthy. I mean, noteworthy on every single thing I do. I just go out there to be like, hey, I want to keep this successful pattern going with the podcast collide or the whatever series I'm doing this week or whatever. You know what I, I think mean? To your point, you have to be authentic in what you're doing and you have to love it. So like with me, I do a gang of shit as too much uh, as too much gang, uh, gang would say. I do a gang of shit and it could be videos. It could be reels. It could be podcast, whatever, but whatever it is, I got to enjoy doing that shit. So if it, it came off as like, I'm trying to get attention through a video. I might, I might not. I got some videos with thousands of views. I got some with three. So if I'm not genuinely having fun, there's not going to be consistency there. There's not going to be a quality aspect to it and all those things you need for success without the quality, without the consistency, without um, that meticulous eye for certain things that are going to draw people in or that not even draw people in, but like really make it good to you. If it's not good to you, it's going to be trash to everybody else. So let me, let me, let me, let me point out like a, a blazing example, right? And one of the most notable examples that the world has ever seen is Kirk Cobain um, and, and the band Nirvana, right? Uh, they came out, they, arguably the the fathers of like the grunge movement the 90s rock scene like the alt rock like shape shape rock pop today right and kurt cobain killed himself because he became everything that he hated right yeah. he, he just he just wanted to be significant and and play the music that he wanted to play right he didn't want the the magazine covers he didn't want the you know the rolling stones he didn't want the you know the accolades the grammys or whatever right and he he ended up like becoming everything he hated. And that's why I say like that's one of those things. And and the reason and to bring it to more relevant terms, everybody today has a the debate between Jordan and LeBron, the greatest of all time, best of all time thing, right? Okay, cool. Now no matter which one of those athletes you take, right? We there's two things we can agree on. They both were successful. 
but there will never be another player as significant to the game as Michael Jordan. Regardless if you think LeBron is greater than him, there'll never be another player as significant to the game as Jordan. And that's why I think you cannot separate the two. Like one brings the other. Now you may prefer to chase one over the other, but the the other one is eventually coming. And then you yeah. could do it like like you could do Jay like a Jay Z and Dame Dash type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Jay Z didn't want the the glitz and glamour. He didn't want the spotlight. Dame did. Jay Z was cool with just being in the background sort sort yeah. of kind of he was he was cool with that but when you look around and you see all all your guys and everybody popping bottles and celebrating and being mm-hmm. all in the spotlight got to be the center of attention sometimes it's like okay look i'm cool with just making my money doing my music and relaxing y'all can Ooh. have the yeah. life of the party that ain't that ain't that ain't my success that ain't Yes, we successful. We made enough money where we can get out here and do all this shit. But who said we have to live like that just to say that we made it? Yeah, and then right. but but I now agree. but now look at what but now but look at what happened. Now Jay Z's on the Mount Rushmore of MCs. There's so, are, there's not a more, there's not there's not a more significant or successful right. rapper alive, right? So that, 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 that's that's the point. To to smash this point, right? With Dame and Jay, I'm gonna give you another example. I think this one hits it even better. Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole, they came out at the same time. I think skill level, they about the same, give or take, but Kendrick Lamar was more successful because he was more consistent with what he did for a time. And his projects were a little bit more, uh, I guess you could say dense than J. Cole's. J. Cole would go off the map for 20 years, come back and be like, all right, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I want to get my shit off my chest and I'll dip. Yeah. And then people are like, yeah. oh, J. Cole, I don't know what this is. But now the role is kind of reversed. Because now the role is kind of reversed. Because Kendrick, Kendrick is now, Kendrick is now taking a back seat. He, 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 he came, he saw, he conquered. He's sitting in the back now. Cole is coming back. So it's like, you know, a lot of people just feel like they come out when they want to come out. They that's do what the, the fuck they want to do. That's that's how you know you made it when you can do what the fuck you want to do when you want to do it, and people are still invested in. It. Wait, Tupac wasn't up. dead. If Tupac wasn't dead right now, if Tupac wasn't dead right now, he dropped the album. How many of us would go buy the album? Hey, 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 Smash. Let, let, let's be serious. Tupac still might drop an album next week. Like that's <laughs> <more. laughs> Came back from the dead, nigga. That's gonna be Michael the greatest album. <laughs> in Facts. Nah, but yo, but like, but that's the thing, though, right? Like, uh, real quick, let me jump on that, that Kendrick Lamar point, right? Because yo, we forget that Kendrick Lamar uh, did the entire score and soundtrack to the Black Panther. Oh right? yeah, he did Kendrick, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar is still getting Disney money. Like we, like, bro, we he don't have to do nothing else. But he he but got that because of what. He got that because of his past success, which made him yep. relevant enough for them to reach out and say, hey, that's, Kendrick, we want you. We're going to tap and you. You still have people out here that I, yeah. that I invested in Kendrick. Kendrick may never have to drop another album again, but you do have people that will call for it. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick. Yeah, shit, I'm, call, I'm calling for it. Uh, yeah. uh, K, uh, K, K, K. Dot, if you get a hold of this, uh, <laughs> could, could you please, sir? 
<laughs> I need a thank you. So I have a question. Like, I have a question as it relates to, as it relates to, um, like I heard, I heard Dewan say something about, you know, they go hand in hand, significance and success, depending on which one you want to chase. Quick question. Do you believe that, which one you believe is the quickest way to get there? Like, would you get to success or to the pinnacle quicker if you chase rel- um, significance or if you chase success? I know what I believe and what I think, but I'm asking you. I think I'd rather, see, that's the thing. It depends on the industry, dog. Yeah, yeah, because. That's kind of like, like hold on. Oh, you more likely to get it by being relevant. Mm. But different types of art that you create, it's it's all on your merit. It's all on the actual talent that you have, especially because you can get on by being relevant, but you're not going to have longevity by just being relevant. So you can get on all day by going viral. So you feel like success propels you to more success? My uh-huh. success might not be your success. See, society has a funny way of making you feel like you ain't doing enough. You know what I'm saying? You, Fuck you, yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I got five cars in my garage. Oh, man, that ain't shit. I got 10 in mines. So that society has a funny way of making, it, making you feel like you're not doing enough. Like, no matter what you feel is good enough for you. Like, yo, I got 10, I got 10, 10K followers. I might be content with that. But then you have somebody else who has a million and they feel like, man, that ain't shit. So now in the back of your mind, you are trying to fit with that because a motherfucker with a million followers told you your your 10K ain't shit. So now, instead of doing for your own merit, like Dolomite just said, you're doing it because you, you, you feel like that is the Mecca. A million followers is the mecca because that's how fucked up society has us feeling. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I think, like Dolomite said, it's all about your art. Everybody has a different measuring stick for what they measure success. Can you lose significance chasing success? Yes. Can you lose success chasing significance? Yes. But so I have a question about that though. Go ahead. I I need I, I would like some clarity on that because. When someone says being relevant isn't enough to sustain your success, like in my mind, that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't make a lot of sense in my head. All right, let me, let me, let me touch. Let's let's put it this way. Let me clear it up. Rock, rock Rockham is relevant, not that successful. No, uh, you mean now. Super relevant, not not being successful. Like, what are you relevant for if you're not successful? You can't. Relevant to what? If you're not, if you have no success to back. Okay, well, we'll put it this way. It's a million IG bitches that are relevant as hell. They're not successful, though. It's a million what type of bitches? IG. Hold on, guys, real quick, real quick. Let me get the floor for just a second. I do um, want to say this real quick. We do have a with, with us right now, Uncle Dolomite from Too Much Game Podcast. How you doing? What's going on with you? Nothing much. Man. This is the first time we didn't actually got the, the interaction. We still got a show to do. We might man, do this. That show. man don't need no special introduction. All right, listen. listen, listen. Yeah, All right. All right. So look, look. I, I do want to throw this out here real quick. All right. So, um, when I was chasing being significant, that was just dreams I had. When I, when I, when I got sixteen doors set in my face, saying that my podcast was too amateur, I ain't got a intro. Still ain't got a fucking intro. Um. Anyway. 
and I got rejected by this this podcast trying to take my stuff to the top. Um, that significance was just a, a wild dream. It was an ambition. It was like, I want to be significant to these people for a certain reason. I'm going to tailor my show so hard to be like this so they'll like me. Nah, that shit didn't work. So I said, fuck that. Flip the script. And I started patterning my success. I started looking at how successful people got to where they were. I didn't rely on being significant to one person. Wait, anything that's... Yeah, don't, don't, don't confuse significance with being liked. Significance mm. is more of a respect and an importance thing than it is being liked, right? Significance, uh, like I, significance is but, something of noteworthy. A person has noteworthy. That is just a no, like. No, no, That's a formal no, 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 like, no. brother. No, no, no. Drug no, addicts hate the no, drug no, no, dealer. No, 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 check, no, he's no, 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 hold on, hold on. But yeah, but Adolf, Adolf <laughs> Hitler, the most hated man in history, is significant. He's not liked. Yeah. Right, like, don't, like, oh, all right, all right, I get you on that one. I'll give you that one. You can take that one back. I put my hands on my. You got it. You got it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying. saying, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on, right? Like, uh, but at at the end of the day, right? Like, I mean, tailoring something to to get people to like you versus being respected, right? And that's and that's where the whole debate comes into, like, which one are you chasing, success or significance, right? Like, too many people confuse significance with with wanting to be liked or wanting to be popular or wanting to like pop. Like that's, there, there's a whole difference in that. You're, you're always going to lose 10 out of 10 times by wanting to be liked by everybody. All right. Well, do me, do me a favor on this one. Go ahead. Dear. Do me a favor real quick. The one, and I want everybody to break this down to me, break down the word attention. What is involved in attention? Attention is a positive and a negative feed at the same time, but it has a form of likeness. It has a likeness that you're going to like it or you're not going to like it. So inside that, Attention is a outcome of being significant, correct? Yeah, uh, but yeah. sometimes people don't chase attention to be relevant. They are chasing attention to be successful. You know what I'm saying? Because the more eyes on you, the more you the doors open up. So I'm not necessarily chasing attention to be popular. I might be chasing attention to get my name out here in these streets. You don't have to like me. Even if you talking negative about me, that's still more, more pressed than what I had yesterday. So if I got a motherfucker that's on here, man, you know what? Bet the house ain't shit. And I'm sick of that shit. And I, I wish y'all would stop going to listen to that motherfucker because all he do is talk shit. Now you have people who are finna go invest in finna go see what the fuss is going over here? You know what I'm saying? Me and Dolomite just talked about this the other day when Dolomite was like, yo, I should come on here and be like, fuck bet the house and watch watch how many people come flocking for, for, for to see what's going on. And that's what it is. I wouldn't mind it because, hey, now you have people that are finna go check out and see what the big fuss is. We want to see what the fuss true. is. Why the fuck is Dolomite up coming out the blue out, out the network? He ain't made a show in months, but he coming out the woodwork saying fuck bet the house. Now we yeah. need to go see what's going on over there that's got him feeling like this. Boom. <laughs> well, let me I ain't tell you chasing it, but it needs to come back to like what you what you put your value on, right? Exactly. So you, you can say, you know, I want all the attention in the world, I want all the relevance exactly. in the world, but like at the end of the day, you're never gonna be successful and like Dewan said about Kirk Cobain, you're gonna end up, you know, not living to the most fulfilled version of yourself. 
Yeah. And something tragic may happen to you, whether it be, you know, anxiety attack, stress attack, whatever, heart attack. I don't know. But the the pressure that you put on yourself looking for other people's eyes on you and you don't see yourself as successful. So what you it, need to do is you need to sit the fuck down and say, this is what makes me successful. You need to get a piece of paper, write that shit down and say, when I meet this criteria for myself, I'm successful. Not I got, when, I got you know, one for you. They say you, they say you're nobody until somebody kills you. Yeah. So Not when I get a hundred thousand views or a hundred thousand, yeah. Fuck you see that. how That's motherfuckers skyrocket when they die. You know what I'm saying? Michael mm-hmm. Jackson numbers went up when he died. Yeah. Tupac shit went up when he died. When a motherfucker died, Nipsey Hussle shit went up when he died. Like, let me tell you something. Yo, relevance. With my job, I've never been. I've never asked somebody for a job that I'll do. Like in, in my adult life, in the career that I'm in, I've never went up to somebody and said, hey, sir, I want a job. Because of the success that I brought to the organization or the unit that I was in, people have come to me and said, you're relevant or you're whatever because you were in your own lane, you did your own shit and you killed it. Now that I know that you're not chasing uh, a performance report, I know you're not chasing uh you know running after people you're not trying to be all up in people's face you're not oh, gonna work for two weeks get it. your first paycheck and then quit <laughs> right i'm gonna yeah. get my check and nah, you know what i'm saying i'm gonna run it up i'm gonna run out nah not that but because um the success was geared towards me doing the best i could and i'm gonna give all the quality and all of the effort that i can provide to this organization this unit this this whatever then people want to come in and say, that's where I want to invest my time. That's where you get your relevancy. So to me, again, that success comes when you find what is successful to you and then other people notice. But if you're chasing the notice part first, you're going to fuck yourself in the head. Yep. And that's that on that hashtag can't lose. Y'all gonna say that <laughs> y'all niggas reply, nigga. That nigga stopped. The niggas just was like, damn, that nigga blew us all away, nigga. <laughs> no, being <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, I mean that's a, that's a bar. I got no argument with that, man. That, uh, that's 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 a fact. Yeah, that's, that's a fact. But why is it? Does it take for somebody to die or get shot or do something in order to finally see the success that they might have been striving for when they was alive? Why does it take for somebody? You can you can you have fifty birthday parties. You have a big wedding. You have, you know, you have a, a housewarming party, a baby shower. It, niggas ain't gonna show up like they gonna show up for your funeral. Yo, the, the biggest birthday party you had in your life ain't gonna look, look ain't gonna look like your funeral. I've been saying that shit for years. Like, nigga, my fiftieth birthday, I might have a funeral. I might, so I might say- fake my death and then pop up at the party <laughs> just to get a million motherfuckers there. And then I'm just going to hop up like, man, I love that y'all saying all this great shit about me. I'm still here, motherfucker. So you going to have a funeral birthday party? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hop up be like a Joker. That'd be a person. There's your significance right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here's what I'm going to say, man. And I just want to use this as an example. I need some feedback if you guys don't mind. Young Dolph, I knew who Dolph was. I knew of him, right? I knew of his music. I knew he was an artist, but I never listened to his music. 
I never really, I heard it in passing or if somebody got in and was like, listen to this, but I never took the time out to listen to not one of this man's songs or albums until he was deceased. So here, here's my point. Sometimes people don't even know who these people are until they die. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the numbers will go up because it's like, oh, people are saying all this stuff about this guy. He must have been some big deal. Let me go check it out. Yeah. You got people he that are go cry. Over, you got people he that are cry over, over celebrities, but they know niggas for 10 years and won't shed a tear. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Came up in the same neighborhood. You got people that done came up in the same house and won't won't show that much support as they show when Michael Jackson died. Mm-hmm. They nah, show yeah, when Biggie died. Yeah, yeah but I mean, the thing so, is, like, dog, and and I I've explained this shit before. Like nigga, I felt guilty because my aunt passed not too long before Nipsey did. Mm. I cried like a bitch when Nipsey died. I ain't really cried like that when my auntie died. But what I realized was the reason a lot of niggas cry like that over celebrities is because celebrities gave you, it depends on who it is anyway, like Michael Jackson. The reason I cried when Michael Jackson died is because of the memories attached to Michael Jackson. Nigga, I remember moonwalking through my house when I was little. Like, I remember walking around with one fucking glove on when I was little. Like, the impact that that nigga had on my life was more significant than the nigga that live up the street. Like, mm-hmm. the nigga that live up the street, yeah, nigga, we got some memories and shit, but that nigga didn't make PYT. Like, I ain't getting no pussy <laughs> listening to that nigga music. Like, there's a lot of shit that happened to these niggas' yeah. music that it, it automatically hits you. Like when a celebrity die and they get to playing that music, like nigga, every time I hear last time that I check, I get teary eyed. Like damn, cause it's them memories. Your homeboy, it ain't gonna be a lot of shit that's gonna bring that feeling to you about a nigga who lived three doors away. Like you gonna be sad, you know. You see a picture of the nigga, but like a lot of these artists, especially you know how impactful their music was, that shit gonna hit different. Now yeah, when certain yeah, rappers yeah. die, it ain't gonna be like that. Huh? Yeah. It's more tragic when they die too. Like if homie down the street died, you're like, oh man, he was bro was over there and he was bowling or he was doing whatever he was doing anyway. And you're like, bro, you know, like it, you're too close to it sometimes for you to be as sad as it was. For people's aunts and uncles that pass away, you're like, oh well, they had cancer and you know they over there. It was it was off rough anyway, so it's better that they're gone now. But like with the Michael Jackson or somebody. Wrong or right, you're like, dang man, ain't gonna be another PYT. He was gonna do the, he was gonna do that next tour. This is it. Oh, we gonna get no more music. And that's where that sadness comes in. That's where that like, you know, I grew up. I had all this nostalgia with them. It was so significant. This part of my life defining my. That was the soundtrack of my high school. That was the soundtrack of my whatever. I, I did my first uh, football game. I caught my first touchdown to um, you know, and they played bad afterwards that kind of stuff. But you don't get those same types of like hardcore wired connections a lot of times with people close to us. And to me, that's a problem. To me, that's like, Wait, yo, what, what, like, what? if you're not as close yeah, hold up, though. your community and your family, like that, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes yeah, but, wrong, but it'd be like that. But, yeah, but like it's, it's, it's anecdotal though, man, because you got to realize too that a lot of the people that you know, right, you've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Whereas a, a celebrity or a rapper to you might like you know what I'm saying you you only saw good you only saw what they want you to see so so to you 
you just like yo uh like when like when, when Pac when Pac got shot right like I, I, that was the biggest one for me right uh when Pac got shot I was like god damn like yo they, they, I'm not gonna hit no more music like yo this dude fucking he, he he understood me I felt like you know what I'm saying like the shit that I was like going through you know what I mean but at the same time like yo this the nigga was running with bloods, like you know what I mean. Like looking back at it, right? No, and I'm I'm not saying that like to like throw shade or anything like that. But no, what I'm saying no. is when when he was alive, like you, he was pretty much infallible. You know what I'm saying? It was just like yo, I saw what he wanted me to see, like the the shining, the jewelry, and everything. So I saw all of the good aspects. So when he died, it was kind of just like God damn, like yo, why somebody would would take a person like this off the earth, not realizing the backstory, but the dude down the street, your aunt. Like, yo, yo, my aunt whooped my ass a bunch of times, unjustly, I might add, like, you know what I'm saying? And whether or not I had beef with her or not about that shit, like, subconsciously, I saw the good and the bad and the ugly. So it was kind of like, well, she was doing this, so I kind of understand. So, that, I mean, I think that's why. So it's anecdotal. You paint this picture of, like, a perfect person um, and a celebrity because they helped you through some shit. Or, you know what I'm saying, they, like, like Dolomite said, they attached to, like, a fond memory that you have. Or, or whatever, but at the end of the day, like that person's a person too, and we have to we have to remember that. So yeah, back to and, significance, right? To me, I I felt tore up when Chadwick Boseman died because he had done so many successful, relevant movies for black folk. You talking about Jackie Robinson movie? You talk about Black Panther? You talk about James Brown? You talk about all these roles he played? Thurgood Marsh, Highly Thurgood, all these highly impactful roles. Was, he was not just successful. He wasn't just relevant, but he he hit that correlation in such a sweet spot for our society that it was like, that was a rough one, man. So I remember sitting there quiet on my phone and um, Wait, showing you how to hit but look, look, what's wrong with you. Let, and, let me ask you this, Cam, uh, real quick, not, not to cut you, but like, let me, let me ask you this. Had you known he had colon cancer and he was fighting about it after he first got diagnosed, do you think, do you think that would have hit you as hard or the fact that it was all of a sudden? Definitely not. It was a suddenness. It was a suddenness and it was uh, it it felt like uh, celebrities are so damn transparent with everything else. Why didn't we get this? We should have been the first one as the public, you know, and I think we as the world community was like, this not how this works. Ain't no more secrets, bro. Like, you know, the, the president can cuss you out. Um, presidents tell you, or not presidents, but celebrities tell you when they take shits. Like you, you know that they pregnant before they do. So hashtag Rihanna. But it, it's stuff like that where you're like, bro, like we were supposed to know this. So not getting that taken away from us feels like, oh, everything's alive. You know, we we in the dark, and you know who who else about to die? Who else got colon cancer in this motherfucker? Like everybody's looking around. So that's that's what was drawing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. Yo, shout the rest in peace to God, man. Yeah, yeah. facts. So, all right. Godola might mention something. He talked about the guy down the street. So I know from in my life, there were the neighborhood guys or uncles, people who nobody really knows like that, who were definitely significant. But they weren't as successful. How do we explain that? They're significant to a smaller group of people. Right. They're, they're, they're not successful according to you. It's yeah, the thing right? is, you're absolutely 1,000% significant to your children. Absolutely. And you could be homeless living in a fucking box. Mm -hmm. You could be the most mm -hmm. significant person in the world to one or two people, but 
that don't equate success. It's how many people you're significant to that right. determine the success. That's what I said earlier. I don't know if you were in here yet, but my point was I think that significance precedes success in a lot of cases. Now, I believe that there are some cases where success would precede significance. Like after you're successful, you become significant. But even saying that, in my mind, I'm like, you have to be significant to somebody before anybody's willing to pay you for any fucking thing. Man, even if see, you work at that, Amazon, even if you work at Amazon, you, you're, you're, they're willing to pay you because you're significant. They need you. Man, I'm going to say it like this. And my story probably different than anybody else's. Did nobody give two fucks about me until I got successful? I wasn't significant to this one or that one until they seen this. How success do you get they... successful without being significant to someone? So if people, because, if people, okay, let's use podcasting. If people are listening to your podcast and your mm-hmm. numbers are going up every week or at some point they went up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they had to find some significance first. That, that's exactly like mm-hmm. it's, it's the significance and to the right people. Because yeah. that's the thing. In order for you to become successful, you got to be significant to some fucking body. You you might not be successful to the masses, but if you success or if you significant to Mark Zuckerberg and he decides to make you the number two man at Meta, you successful. Then yeah. you become significant to everybody else because they like, who's this nigga that we always seeing with Zuckerberg? So yeah, you do have to be significant to some damn body. It just what if you significant to yourself? The graph, y'all. You what if you significant to yourself? You get a little bit more relevant. You get a little bit more successful. You get a little bit more relevant. You get a little bit more successful. What if you are already successful to yourself, even if you never get successful to anybody? We we talking about that shit in a form of financial success, not personal success like me as a truck driver nigga i'm personally successful like nigga i don't give a fuck this podcast i could delete this shit throw it all away i'm fuck i'm successful <laughs> my kids is happy nigga that's my success but what we Thanks. talking about is financial success in order for you to become a wealthy motherfucker you got to be successful to the people who will pay you or i mean significant i keep saying successful but you got to be significant to the people who are willing to pay you just it like if you're a fucking plumber like you gotta be significant to your customers in order for you to get paid. So you have to be significant in some way to some fucking body in order to get financial success. But you like an NBA though. You start off right in high school. Ain't nobody gonna fuck about you, but you gotta be successful. And then you get enough success, you get eyes on you, you get relevant, you go to and that's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm saying. And you get more and more, right? And then you get that first contract. Wait, wait, wait. You get, hey, that's a bad that example. Contract. Hold on, Noah. Mm. You get that rookie contract, and everybody kind of the same. After that, you you prove your success. You get more eyes on you. What happened to that check? It go up. Now let's look at um, what's old boy who uh, left the Lakers? <clears throat> Got fucked. Twenty-seven million dollars. And the shooter. Uh, a sn- shooter. Shooter. <laughs> okay. That that's the other side of the graph. Okay, when when you get so um when when that success drops off and you think you're more relevant than you are, or or your relevance is up and your success is down, and you get out there, you think that that uh, relevance is gonna carry you. Oh, bro, your your pockets gonna get hurt. Your pockets yep. are gonna suffer. They're gonna cry. Yep, yep. No, but I think I think those are both bad examples though. Uh, 
in, in the example of the high school athlete, you were significant to that high school basketball team prior to being relevant. I mean, prior to being successful, you 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 were the reason they went to state. You were you were no, you understand what I'm saying. So the significance came first, right? And with uh the the dude that left left the Lakers, right? Like he he was he was significant enough to earn the offer of that contract, right? And turn it down, right? Ultimately, he had bad people in his pocket, right? But he was he was significant enough for somebody to look at and be like, "Yo, I can, you you're worth this much to us, right?" So he was significant first before he was successful. He ultimately ended up being not successful because he thought that he was more significant than he was. But the significance definitely came first. Yeah, but the thing is, the the success had to come in order for the significance to matter. The reason that he ain't getting that contract in other places is because other people don't judge his success as what he thought it was. That right. was the fucking problem. He right. thought he was more. He thought that his success was what got him that money. That's why his ass is broke now because he was believing his own print. The significance that he had that the Lakers brought him, he thought he could take elsewhere. And the Lakers is like, no, nigga, you're significant to us. That's why we're offering you this money. Them other niggas, they know you suck in real life. We it's just all about, man. What do you mean? <laughs> huh? It's all about, though, Mike. What do you mean? That nigga's trash. That nigga's not that fucking good. Suck for me, bro. But suck <laughs> down, Like, nigga, he's, he's, not, like, he's not great, my nigga. Like, the thing that the Lakers really? understand is he was valuable to their chemistry. He was right. good in their locker room. What he brought to their locker room was what they needed. Other teams don't give a fuck about it. We don't need a nigga with a blonde streak in his hair, nigga. Like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Some Harry Potter type shit. Yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, like, but hey, oh, shit. back to the original point, though, I think, like, from starting out from nothing, right, there's, you have done not a thing yet. You're you waking up, um, you in a brand new place, and you haven't done anything yet. I think you have to have some type of success before you get relevant. And then from there, it snowballs. Because if you I agree, I agree. For nothing, if you've done nothing successful, the fuck are you relevant for? So then, why come, are people, people can come out of nowhere if you're not don't nobody relevant. know them? People can come from out of nowhere, like nobody comes from out of nowhere. Yes, they do. It's a group out right now that's on everybody's podcast, but that's about to be the next big thing for at least 10 episodes. Yeah. I gotta think about it. Nobody Drake, comes from out of Drake, nowhere, Drake came from nowhere. Like, nah, man. Nah. He, he, he nah. So, so <laughs> his, what I'm saying is, you think they came out of nowhere? They he was known as an actor. We didn't know Drake is a rapper, as that. an no, artist. It, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Facts. Like, every everybody who's ever came out of nowhere, it's a thousand niggas that could show you five mixtapes that ain't nobody heard. Yeah, The niggas been grinding. We just didn't know. Them niggas ain't right. come out of nowhere of it's shit. not overnight. Them niggas probably run their city, run their state, run their region before we even see who the fuck they are. Yeah, But right. you gotta have a good <laughs> song before you can do that. You gotta have a good body of work before you do that. And then but that that's okay. okay, but let me ask you. Since we, what 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 was Drake's body of work? What was Drake's body of work in the music game before he blew up? Hey man, hey, Drake Pendle, Hey, hey hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Hold on, hold on. I can answer that question. Drake penned a lot of shit for a lot of people. Yeah, and Ooh. and like I said, a, a slew of mixtapes. Like Drake, the one Jamie Foxx song back when he was doing them, the mixtapes with with Lil Wayne. Everybody was saying this nigga's talented. What did you say, Jr? Nobody who put who? I said, and don't forget uh, the little Jamie Foxx song he wrote too. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Drake penned a yeah. lot of shit for a lot of people that, like, a lot of people don't even realize. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Drake had respect. He's kind of like Neo. Like, me, everybody thought that Neo's first appearance was so sick of love songs. This dude had had Grammys for writing credits, like, well before he popped out with that shit. Like, <laughs> this, yeah, like, what, 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 I'm just saying, like, yo, no, there's nobody that comes out of nowhere. Nobody. But it's from Even like Rick Ross, Rick Ross was on all type of shit before. Okay, he I, I take listen though. People do come from out of nowhere. Everybody Ooh. on this panel came from out of nowhere. Like That's not true. Come out of nowhere in the in the in the in the podcast. We we podcast. Nah, nah. We Smash, came from out of nowhere. Smash! I started podcasting because I met other podcasters promoting a book. And and Dewan. I, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> Dewan you came from out of nowhere because you followers. you you didn't know that you wanted to be a podcast. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? None of us came from zero and our first episode had 50,000 listeners. That's Hell no. Nah. True. Hell no. Nah. Like, <laughs> no nigga like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm a plumber. I'm going to start a plumbing podcast <laughs> and I'm at 75,000 listeners. That Hell no. But I promise you that each and every one of us prior to podcasting had some artistic background prior to getting into this shit. Hell no. All I do is build Walmarts. I ain't got nothing, nothing. All I do is build fucking Walmarts. I tried to be a rapper. poetry. You never rapped. You never drew pictures. Nah, I built Walmarts and listened to 1980s R&B. That's it. I mean, I was in, listen, I got music. I got videos of me dancing. I've choreographed. I've been in plays. I've done all kind of shit, man. And but it's, it's the critical thinking, bro. Me? Like people don't understand that critical thinking is art. And True. you know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers can go in there and build a Walmart and have a vision and effectuate it. Be a program manager and say this needs to go there at this time, that time. Line shit up, make it work, make it jump all at one time. To me, that's art. That's moving yeah. shit uh, on a physical level that is just as beautiful as making a song or making, you know, a choreographed dance the only, like that. The only, yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't know shit about wanting to be a podcast. I just felt like shit I could talk shit. And if it's that easy, then shit, why not? Shit so, talking is definitely an art form. Smash, I promise. Smash. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 Smash, how, how long, how long, fuck I'm doing? Smash, how long you been in the uh the podcast again? I like three years. All right, so that's 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 over that's over a thousand days, right? Right, you know what I'm saying that that it took you to become as successful as you are now, right? With you know hopefully much more to come, right? So right. like for Facts. me, for me even even the, even the followers that I have now, right? Dolan might tell you when I first came on the scene, I already had like a sixteen thousand follower head start, like on most people from like wrestling, right? Yeah. Uh, Ken Florence, Ken, man, you both military right now so like yo it's nothing for me to go to work and be like yo i need everybody in this fucking platoon right now to go give me a listen go give me a five-star review right i can't I'm, tell I'm, I'm grinding. they they be snitching right they be, 
You know? there, there's nobody. There's nobody that came out of out, out of nowhere ever. It, it, it just doesn't happen. We hear the story, the greatest of all time, Jordan cut from his high school basket. We hear it all the time. And, and yeah. but, but that's the thing, because even with Michael Jordan, like they like to tell the story of Michael Jordan getting cut from the freshman team and then starting varsity the next year. What they don't say is the motherfucker grew like six inches that year. Like <laughs> you, you was like five eleven. <laughs> And you got cut, and then you came back. You were six four. You were yeah, a whole yeah. different nigga, and I'm sure he was grinding like a motherfucker. I'm sure oh, he was, yeah, he was cutting niggas' heads off that whole school year. Every motherfucker that made it before him, that made it over him, he wanted they head. <laughs> you ever watch Come Fly with me? Like a, a lot of us, <laughs> we ain't we ain't came out of nowhere. Like me. Like it might look like I came out of nowhere, but I had thousands of followers before I deleted my Instagram and came back to this shit. Like a lot of motherfuckers, a lot of my listeners know exactly who the fuck I am. A lot of niggas, my listenership and just motherfuckers who I network with, these niggas know exactly who I am. Just cause outside people don't know who I am don't mean like I just came out of nowhere. Like like what me and Dewan is saying, like ain't no came out of nowhere of shit. Like you might not have been known to niggas in Chicago, but everybody in Florida know you. Somebody knows you from Huh? Right. I, I agree with that shit. Just like with the, the whole little podcast Instagram tournament. I didn't know Dewan from a can of paint. And next thing you know, Pat sending my way talking about this, this, and that. We connect there. And then from that point on, that's what gave me the whole experience of jumping from the suburban podcast over to the urban side. So so I get what you're saying on that. Um, only thing I'll I, I say to like on like just coming out the gate, uh, being popular stuff. Yeah, I got a show with uh on Judge Judy and stuff like that. You know, I had my little bit of fame here and there, but nah, I wasn't nobody. You got a show there. with Judy? But yeah, see, the, bro, thing you about being, the thing about being nobody, that shit is that's relative, dog. Oh, like you might think, oh man, I ain't had nobody. And somebody else might look like, nah, nigga, you had a lot. Like, to you, it might not have been nothing, but to certain motherfuckers, like, like put it this way. There's a nigga right now. He getting 40 listens, 40 listens an episode. He probably think that shit is a lot. Like, nigga, I'm, I'm doing numbers. I'm getting 40 people, just like a fucking selfie. You post a selfie, get 22 likes. Some niggas think that shit did numbers. Like, I got 20 likes. Other niggas like 20. Nigga, I'm getting... 57,000 likes like that shit is mm -hmm. relative so like for you to be saying like that you 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 came out of nowhere you didn't dog mm -hmm. like you might have slowly grew your shit but it wasn't out of nowhere unless you just went from zero to 60,000 and I'm I strongly doubt that <laughs> it's true man there's a uh, real yeah. photographers out here bro that be taking a uh, real they got the real Nikon they got the real Canon but but listen though like that, but then there are also people who will go out there, they'll take a picture of their ass and get billions of views. Just you you do, ass. you can come from out of nowhere, man. Think about yeah, it. Think, I'll give somebody. you an example. I'll give you an example. T Pain, T Pain is an example. Okay, yeah, he okay. did come out of nowhere. T Pain yeah. came yeah. from out of bro. no, no fucking way. Like, no, he, right no he didn't. And then, no, he didn't. No, but that group ain't go nowhere. It doesn't he matter. Did, he, he, did. Did. he was putting in work. He, he, he was, he, he was still making contacts. 
he was still making contact. And let's not forget T-Pain. Like, I'm, I'm a member of the spoken word community, heavy, too, especially in the South. And okay. T-Pain was, T-Pain was, well, he was grinding. A lot of people knew who T-Pain was. Yeah. So when he came out with that song, I'm in love with the street. A lot of people was I'm like, I'm strong I, and all I, that, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. A lot of people was like, oh, Teddy finally did something. Like, but he, yo, he 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 put in a lot of years grinding, bro. Like, he did. Making it, making his contacts and everything like that. So, like, it's about, it's about uh, the people blowing at the right time, right? And that's why um, when it comes to, like, being a success, bro, everybody that you meet, Everybody that you come in contact with, you gotta you gotta kind of handle them with like a white glove because you never know where they're gonna be at tomorrow. And that's what that's that's how T Pain quote unquote came out of nowhere. Cause you know I'm saying he met a dude that was bouncing at a fucking strip club, and next thing you know, he owned the biggest studio in Tallahassee. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and he went in there, recorded the track, the right people heard it, and it and it put them on. But that, that comes that comes true. from nurturing and cultivating relationships, man. And that's the reason that everybody always says keep going. Because at the end of the day, it, it it literally, and I think this is what a lot of people assume or take as coming out of nowhere, it literally takes one exposure to yeah. launch your career. But it didn't just happen overnight. It was this one incident that triggered everything else, but you've been doing that shit for a minute. Generally speaking, usually that's how it's been. If you have your portfolio together, man, you never know when that day will come. Just like Jay just said, so make sure your shit is tight. So if you if you are a podcaster, make sure that your episodes are somehow posted on your Instagram or some type of accessible feed so people can get a snippet of you and say, do I like this? Do I don't? Um, if you're a painter, have you some paintings or some, some drawings out and be able to have your best work out there. Like, because stuff up in your head, man, that don't do nothing for you. Stuff you got tucked away in the closet does nothing for you. But if you could put your body of work together, you could put it out there for people to say, yeah. I like that. I enjoy that. Now, quote unquote, overnight success may be sure you're overnight relevant, but you've been successful in the things that you've done already. So have those exactly. things ready in the group and ready to present so that you can say, hey, here you go. Put me on. Really? Like, I'll even go a step further. The first time I wrestled on TV was like that. Right. We got this saying in the wrestling business. Don't go to a wrestling show without your gear in the trunk. Right. Mm -hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect example, right? So, like, anytime I'm, I'm going out, I, I could be going to watch. I'm not booked on the show or what have you, but I got my gear, like, in the trunk or whatever. Boom, something happened in the back where one of the dudes couldn't go, right? And they was like, yo, I, I need a worker. I need a worker. I raised my hand. You got your gear? Yeah, okay, cool. Boom, you're going to wrestle this guy. Go out. Had matches a night at that little venue, right? I didn't know that, you know what I'm saying, WWE scouts was in town that night. And he was just happened to just check out a bunch of indie shit, right? Next thing you know, hey man, we want to bring you in for a tryout, boy. Why the second third? Hey, what do you think about you know what I'm saying John Cena fucking you up tonight? I'm with it. What's the payday? Boom. And that led to a lot of different other opportunities, right? So like now a lot of people look. I mean, you look at my Instagram, both pages, you look at my Facebook, you know what I'm saying? It's full, five thousand, thirteen thousand, sixteen thousand, right? Like, but that came from like a lot of people seeing me from all of the hours that came putting in the gym and at one time. That I had mm -hmm. my one gear and that on a show that I wasn't even supposed to be on led to something else. Like I, so that's they, what I'm saying. Like no, they Rocky Kings you, man. Say it again. They Rocky Kings you. Several times. You know who Rocky <laughs> King is, right? I definitely know who Rodney King. Is. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I've been, I've been, been Rodney King several times, man. But hey, look, I got an open door policy with Vince McMahon now, so you know what I'm saying, whatever. And see, the thing is, it's like this. Hell yeah. My my first time hearing the phrase was from Oprah, but I heard somebody else said it. 
luck is where preparation meets opportunity. I was going there. Absolutely. I did a a whole episode called Fortuitousness, and I was talking about that shit. Like, a lot of niggas look and think somebody popped up out the fucking blue. No. Them niggas had enough work to show somebody that made them say, I'm finna put you on. Like, like when you think about a rapper like Blueface, it looked Mm -hmm. like a nigga like him just popped up out of nowhere. Like, a lot of rappers like to tell the lie and say, man, I only been rapping two weeks, nigga. Then I got signed by QC. Now I'm the biggest shit. Like, nah, nigga. Like, Young Thug. Nigga, there's a video of Young Thug and Black battle rapping when them niggas was like 12. Black, the nigga like 6, L-A-C-K, that nigga the way he spelled his name. Him and Young Thug was was rapping in junior high school. Like, a lot of these niggas try to make it seem like they are overnight success for some stupid ass. It's like a culture in hip-hop to just make shit sound fucking retarded. But that's what niggas do. Like, they try to make it seem like, oh, man, yeah. I just start rapping. I'm not even a rapper. I'm, I'm a dope slanger. I just fell off in the studio on accident and just recorded this platinum song. Like, no, nigga. Most of these niggas been rapping since they was little boys. And AJ, why you spin this block? Yeah, niggas no, been grinding no, no, forever. They just try to make it look like them up. Just like rappers got a rapper age. I'm 12. No. 22. No, that's that's the thing though, right? If you if you seem more successful, or if you seem more significant than you are, right? You can sell that dream and you become more successful because you seem unattainable to people. So you make people want to follow you to reach you. And now when you go live, people buy on your badges and all this other kind of shit, right? And now now you're a fucking influencer, right? All because you told you told a lie. Like just like Dolan mm-hmm. said, you've been at this shit since he was twelve. You 22 mm-hmm. now. That's a you a 10 year overnight success, right? And you, you come on here and you start to fucking you start to like tell you tell these lies to these people, right? And now these people yeah. are looking at you like boom. I mean, and I think I forgot who it was that made reference to the Instagram chicks. But these chicks going to Miami, you know what I'm saying, getting the BBLs, right? They're getting they're getting paid for by like a bunch of dudes, right? They go on here to get the BBLs, but like they're but now they're selling fitness products. Yeah. Please, they ain't done a several, fucking squat ever. Take several mm-hmm. seats. Okay, so if yeah. I ask you, okay, what what what's your, they need what's several your seats because they ask to be. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. You uh take several seats, but like you come on me, I can't ask you what your ab routine is or what your leg day routine is. Because why? I ask you, hey, what do you do for legs? Boom, by the seven and third. Like, man, you got the same amount of follows. We should be peers, right? Like, right? What do you do? What do you, what's your leg routine? Um, you can sign up for my my class, my consultation. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't ask you that. Like, right. But that's like what they, 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 so the appearance of success, but like, unfortunately, like, oh, that's unfortunately. Like, I've been doing that shit for years, bro. I've been teaching people how to run since I was in damn junior high school, bro. Since eighth grade track, doing hurdles, bro. So all the way out there, ECU, all the way up, all the way through ECU. So when it comes to shit like that, it's like, yeah, bro. Like, if anything, I feel late to the game, and like. I should have been with this shit. Right mm-hmm. run moves and shit like that. Like, oh, some people like literally, oh, how do you have the authority to do that? I've been doing this shit. I've been doing it. So now that preparation has met the time for me to do this shit and execute, well, that's what it is. You on yeah. you on the X. Because <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. that's the thing. Because like <laughs> it's a lot of motherfuckers like that. Like you can say it was luck all the time, but I always tell people, nigga, mm-hmm. luck ain't always like you know how they be saying that was a lucky shot. Oh, that was lucky this, that was lucky that. If I wouldn't have made it, it wouldn't have been lucky. 
yeah. Lucky is if, when if was down by 15 points, that shot wouldn't even have mattered. It wouldn't have been right. fucking lucky. It took for lucky us to is be when... within two points for that three pointer to be a lucky fucking shot. Otherwise, it wouldn't have been shit. Past the motherfucker, and they hear you on the phone, and they're casting for a movie, and they're like, "Oh shit." That would be perfect for my movie. How many times have you heard that story? I think I've heard that story once. Yeah. That's luck, man. You just happen to be in the right place at the right time. And it, I don't know what you guys believe you or think, right but I voice. believe in destiny and predestination. And you were just predestined to do that, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I heard that story one time too. Somebody was in the bathroom and a stall. That's right. I think yeah, that's right. I think that's the story. That's the story I heard, right? It was I, Tyler I Perry active. that heard him, right? But, yeah, but yeah. it's it's like this though. Mark Eaton, all basketball player from like the early '80s, late '70s. You told Jazz, Jazz. Yeah, they found Mark Eaton working on the construction site. <laughs> David Stern was driving past the construction site and saw Mark Eaton. But the thing about Mark Eaton, that motherfucker seven two. Like it, that was luck. Be that was seven foot fucking two. Yeah, like a lot of times. <laughs> It might seem like luck, but it's it's you was lucky to be that fucking tall. You might be lucky to be the type of the, the perfect fat bitch that he need for the role of a fat bitch. But at the end of the day, it's it's still gonna take some talent for your ass to stay doing what the fuck you're doing. The kid just turned his back. He said, "Fuck it." <laughs> nah, man. I, no, but that, that's, I'm that's, gone. That's, this is been another episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact man anybody can teach you to do anything they need you to do bro you just gotta you have to be willing to put the work in right and, and chase chase what yeah. it is that you want like anybody can teach you to do what they want you to do yeah because even let's just say because like one outlier like a person who i could honestly say i feel like came out of nowhere is um trinidad james Ian right yeah Trinidad James dropped all go everything on um, SoundCloud and the mm. shit just went fucking viral. Like it just took the fuck off. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the talent to sustain that shit, then you gonna fizzle the fuck out. Like all go everything came and went. Another nigga, designer. Came yeah, and the panda, went. panda, panda. Yeah, like you could you do you go viral real fast, but your ass could also go the fuck away real fast. Mm. That's Kanye's fault. Hey, Kanye owed that man some money. Hey, Kanye. Hey, 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 this is a Kanye owe a lot of motherfuckers some money, man. Hey, man, Kanye made a sponsor, bro. Uh, I be wearing it. So I voted. So hey, if you got somebody to sponsor. You didn't vote for Kanye West, man. Sit your ass down. You didn't vote for Kanye West. Hey, but look, listen, listen. Real real talk. That's how these episodes came about, these pop-up episodes. So let's not do too much disrespect because I feel like Kanye is an influence on that. Just randomly getting together. I can definitely say some negative shit about Kanye. I don't think it's disrespectful. He's from my city. So we we don't claim that nigga no more. He finally getting invited back to the Chicago barbecue. Slowly but surely. We inviting him back. Yeah, man. Hey. I don't feel like it's disrespectful. <laughs> he is, it's a fact. This, this is public record. He owes these people money, man. Pay, pay these people, man. What are you doing? Nigga. True. You can try. But, hey, you got to thank broadcasting for bringing Kanye back, though. Hey, man. If, if Kanye West charged yeah. me two hundred two hundred and thirty two dollars for a T shirt, man, you could pay you could pay the royalties to designer for that panda shit, man. Come exactly. on, stop it. 
True. Nah, man, they say he owed Big Sean six mil. So he do owe Big Sean. Six Ooh, mil. that's not good with the boys out of Detroit. <laughs> he probably owe gang and niggas a gang of money on some real shit. But that's I'm gonna throw that's that any, any industry mogul is running around here owing somebody some type of big bread though. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. Like that's that's, that's just the, the the music game, nigga. Everybody fucking everybody. Yeah, just say yeah. this is a part everybody of the fucking game. everybody and everybody fucking everybody over. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody owe everybody some money. But I don't know, dog. You know, at the end of the day, it's you. You need the talent to sustain the moment. Like you can you can create a moment real fast. Like you can go viral and do all that shit and get the attention. But if you mm-hmm. don't got the talent to sustain the attention, the attention is gonna go away. Absolutely. Look at all the Chicago Bulls after Michael Jordan and Scotty left. I'm glad you said <laughs> Scotty. Yeah. Because yeah, the first time yeah. Jordan left, them niggas still made it to the conference championship. Now I'm talking yeah, about the Steve, I'm talking Scott about the Dickie Simpkins, the Jason Caffeys. I'm talking about <laughs> the, all the motherfuckers that was on the bench. <laughs> that ain't <laughs> time to shine. Yeah. The Scott Burrells. You know all them guys. Damn. Houston Rockets got good after that. Houston Rockets definitely got good after that. Yeah, shout out to <laughs> so, fellas, I don't know if you guys want to go to another topic. If you want to hit the closing remarks, let's yeah, let's out. drop the closing remarks because we can run into something else in just a second. That's cool. We're just gonna do an IG live. Oh, no, we're just gonna do another Zoom. I mean, because oh, okay. it's too many yeah, of us I, to just do it. I, yeah, I'm gonna say I, I got some phone calls and texts to answer. So yeah, nigga, we could do closing remarks. I'll jump in the next zone too. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, y'all wanna do the next zoom, get a get a break in real quick. And I know Ken Ken, Mr. Kenneth Bridges, you got it somewhere you gotta go for whatever reasons, you know, you, you wanna smash. So I surely do have other things to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, got, he, got a, he got an appointment. He got an appointment. I surely do. In Modesto. <laughs> in Modesto, ain't you in LA? Yes, the fuck I am. Nigga, Why do I keep saying Modesto? Hey, oh, you know we do. Hey, listen, I do want to say this on this on the record. Like you knew that I came to California for three days, bro. I hit you up because I, I came to Los Angeles because of that chemical romance shit. I was there I for three days. I hit you up, bro, and you didn't even hit me back up. And then I j- jetted on the plane back to uh, Ohio. Where you in California? Hey, hey, listen. Yeah, back in October, I, I fly everywhere. I, I, I can be there. I was even in Dewanstown one time. Oh, I'm gonna be out there in LA. I'm gonna be out there. Definitely pulling up out there in LA, man. Yo, let me go ahead. Yo, let me go ahead and second that. Right, uh, I'm moving to 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 LA, uh, Point Magoo, hey, Malibu, so. actually, uh, in March. Right. Uh, so if if y'all Cali niggas that's on this Zoom, if we don't link up and do something live. Bro. We got, we got, we got in real life beef forever. That's yeah, all I'm saying. No and the next time, next time I'm in LA will be the third week of April. I'll be there for two weeks. All right. And hey, y'all yeah, know where the LA guys, y'all know where Kaiser, was it the Kaiser Hospital or whatever? Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's a thousand of them. It's a okay. franchise. So this one, this one is, is kind of near the Slauson and uh, whatever area is the closest one to that area. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going to be in that in that little section, man. So, 
Y'all definitely get at me. I'll be out there in January, bro. Well, well you got the road, so let me know, bro. For real, I'm just still in yeah. these podcast streets. I'm gonna I'm let y'all have the real life streets. I'm I'm, I'm just <laughs> in these podcasts. Hey, hey you, right you can you can definitely come to the to the little St. Paul event that I got going on. I live in St. Paul, so it's whatever. Oh, I, I will do. You see, you see me in your area. Y'all, y'all got some wild shit going on out there. Are you, are you touching base with all of the little minor podcasters out there? And one thing I'm going to set the word, the record straight on is, uh, is, is a phrase that I coined uh, on some dude's show. I think it was Franklin Francisco. We are the medium tier podcast. All right, guys. Like, don't sit here and unless somebody call you legacy or some dumb shit like that. We are the medium tier. We right here. We about to be here. Um. Outside of that, uh, you gonna edit this shit out, right, Jay? <laughs> nah, man, we leaving all this in. Oh, this, oh, this shit gonna be wrong. Leaving all this in. Edit it, bro. No, no, I edit shit real, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. real, real good. I don't do no editing. Now. I just, man, look, it is what it is. Yeah, oh, man. Shout, shout out to the homie. Man, you just put the shit out. Shout out to the homie. Right. One take. Uh, all right so let me do my shameless plug real quick uh i am jr from west virginia commonplace march 15th we move over to twitch going over to twitch means we're gonna have movies video games in the background while we're doing the podcast four on four two on two whatever it turns into we are moving to twitch i'm tired of not being in a different realm it's time to get that gaming realm strong Hell yeah. I had a young lady tell me she's a gamer, but she told me that Twitch would work wonders for my podcast. And I didn't listen, but I'm about to get on that shit. I'll send you a video later. I'm going to have to learn that shit. I'm going to have to get on there because I don't don't know nothing about that shit, but I ain't above it, nigga. I like playing video games. Definitely going to have to run Mafia on that shit. Y'all ain't about to leave me. I'm in there. Yes, Hell yeah. Play Call of Duty and podcast at the same time. Nigga, I'm trash at Call of Duty, dog. Same. Grand Theft Auto and podcast at the same time. That's all I got for you. Yeah, I know. I need to take somebody's paycheck on 2K. Huh? I need somebody to put their paycheck up on 2K, no matter if it's the the five or the one. 2K, 2K, what? NBA. 2022. I used to be good at that shit, but it's it started getting too dumb. I stopped playing it. When it Bro, became I'm... difficult to make an open layup, I stopped playing the shit. So here's the thing. I'm still playing I'm, I'm gonna bro. be nice. I was sitting in front of the camera with the joystick and act like I'm playing while my oldest daughter is actually whipping your ass over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take that paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nah, man, but, um, so I guess my closing remarks would be this, man. Um, I definitely see the points that were made tonight. I definitely see that significance and success go hand in hand. I still hold my position that significance precedes success in most cases. There are always exceptions. There will always be exceptions. But I do realize that they go hand in hand. And I do realize that the perception of success could breed significance because of the society that we now live in. Um, At the end of the day, I feel like, you know, we should pursue both simultaneously and whatever happens just happens from that. We need to check how we define success. 
I don't define success as being monetarily, you know, a monetary thing. That's just me. I understand why a lot of people do, but I know a lot of people who are very wealthy, but they are not successes in life. They are not successful in family. They are not successful in their community. They're the like scum of the earth, basically. There was a time in my life where I had a lot of money, but nobody liked me. I was a piece of shit, just being honest. So, you know, we need to check our values and shit, get on point, make things, you know, see things for what they really are and make the adjustments. I guess I go next. Fuck it. Who the fuck's supposed to follow that? Too much. Huh? Who the fuck's Dang supposed it. to follow that? You don't. Dang you the only person that can. Let's go. I follow let's anybody, get nigga. I don't fuck. <laughs> don't mean, let's, anything, nigga. let's get <laughs> it. Nigga, Uncle Donald out of the Too Much Game podcast. Nigga, I'll be back, motherfucking soon. Nigga, all all I'ma say is work on your fucking craft, because at the end of the day, attention without talent don't mean shit you'll have a fucking moment and your moment will fucking pass. You know, always make sure that you are prepared when opportunity knocks because you can meet Oprah, Joe Button, Joe Rogan, or any of these motherfuckers. If you ain't got no episodes or if the episodes that you got is whack or they not finished or they undone, unpolished, you phoned it in, mailed it in, or however you say it, Opportunity don't mean shit without preparation. You can meet all the right people, and if you ain't prepared, that shit is bullshit. Or if you meet the motherfuckers and you prepare, but you don't got the talent to sustain it, that don't mean shit. So always work on your craft and be at 100% at all times, because you never know who you're going to run into and what it could turn into. I dropped this man some bombs. Uh, Jay Christian dropped this man a bomb. Okay, do we have one? We have one somewhere. Let's find it. I ain't got my equipment, nigga. Let's find that real quick. Hold on. Hey, do that shit for the next episode. I got you. You're going to have to edit that shit in. (laughs) I know y'all heard that damn bomb. I know you did. It came through. It came through. All right. Hey, man, listen. Ken Fluence. Follow me on Instagram, K-E-N underscore F-L-U dot E-N-C-E. Follow me under the same uh, handle on TikTok. If you need to email me for any reason, it's channel at gmail.com. Look, man, I think it's without success, without building that strong portfolio, you're, you're going to miss your mark. You're going to miss your moment, kind of like Dolomite said. But with that, you got to be able to sustain that momentum behind it. And a lot of that comes from understanding what success is for you first before you say that I'm successful because that's going to drive your momentum. So find a qualitative and a quantitative way to say I'm successful. Find a metric, whatever it is. So if it's you having two followers, whether it's you saying I have two episodes out a week or two a month, whatever it is for you, make it work and stick to it. And then don't don't move the goal line. Don't move the, uh, the, the first yard. Uh, marker every time um, you get close you get eight yards and then you say I got to get another 10 that's not going to do you any good meet that first goal that you set and then set the next one and deal until you finally get that touchdown that you've been looking for so after you do that man then you can start building the momentum and then as you build success 
you will build more relevancy and significance. You will build more success and more relevancy and significance. So again, that's been me, Ken Florence. I appreciate y'all having me on, bro. Uh, I'm Big Smash. Met the House Podcast. We every fucking goddamn well. Shit, goddamn it. Um, all platforms, always bet the house.com. Um, I'm chilling, I'm relaxing, I'm podcasting when I ain't out making babies. I don't do Stop much. Stop doing that shit, nigga. Stop <laughs> making babies. We, we don't have to we don't have to circulate a petition. <laughs> I don't do much, you know. I just roam around these podcast streets, you know, just trying to find some people to debate me. That's all. The usual. You know, I'll be traveling down them GML streets real soon. I meant that when I said that. Shout out to my man, Dewan. But y'all know what it is, man. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, that was, that was a subliminal and a segue at the same time. I, I'll, I'll run it from here, Coach. I got you. Um, <laughs> Dewan J, man, one third of the grown man logic crew. Uh, we are everywhere. Salute to my co-host Kendra and Eric. Um, follow them, man. Uh, follow you. You know where to find me. Grown Man Logic Podcast on all streaming platforms. Follow Eric on you know that one guy. UK and know that the number one guy. And uh, follow Kendra at Coffee with Kendra. Um, give us some love. We on break right now, but I am currently appearing weekly with the homie Styles on a uh, live happy hour Instagram live and um, swing by Amazon.com. Pick you up a copy of Dear Dominic available right now on streaming platforms and for Grown Man Logic merch shop GrownManLogicPod.com. I'm out here throwing mics at motherfuckers like Busy Bone. <laughs> and, thank, and thank you, uh, <laughs> thank you, thank you to our gracious host for putting this conversation together. It was, uh, it was dope. Let's do it again. Dope conversation. And, uh, and uh, one thing I want to add in: if you rewind this podcast, you will find that the Cognac Room Podcast Productions has behind what has been behind this podcast episode today, in conjunction with every other podcast that's been involved today. Um, and lastly, one thing that we got to remember in the community, man, podcast strong. Um, big up your brother, your sister, whoever, when we're doing podcasts. Um, this was a fun event to do. And, uh, you know, I do believe dewan has got something cooking up in the future. So definitely, everybody, everybody uh, get in touch with that. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok, where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, Hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site. Join the email list from the website and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly, thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.